Welcome back, friends, to our 24th episode of the Faith Awakens podcast with me, your friendly university chaplain, Father Tom Hennon, and joined as I am each week by my co-host, Megan Grady, student, uh, runner, friend, daughter. All of that all and the more. Above. Yes. Thank yes. you. <laughs> and we are very, 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 very happy to have on the show with us one of my good friends uh, and someone I admire a lot, and that is Dr. Corrine Johnson. Corey, welcome to the show. Ha great to have you on the Faith Awakens podcast. We go way back. We do, and it, you probably can't tell because I have a mask on, but I was just beaming at the thought of, uh, you know, how far we have gone back together. Uh, our, our days in Galvin when you were young, just a wee thing. Yep, yep. <laughs> I, uh, I brought some pictures into the, uh, the studio today, in fact, to pass around for show and tell. And, yeah, I look like I'm 12, maybe. And, uh, oh, you maybe, 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 maybe. maybe. And yeah. then by my senior year there, maybe 16. I, I, maybe. I think yeah. you were yeah. potentially <laughs> shaving by that time, but I wouldn't put money on it. Only every sure. other day. Oh, yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness. So it is great to have you on the show. And, um, and one of the things that I want to get into today for sure is just like, how is theater adapting to all of oh, this and the arts boy. in general? I know I've been to... Uh, we did have a concert here with uh, with uh, Dr. Marion Lee, Lee, and right. and it was so good to actually hear live music again, even if we were physically yes. spaced. But theater presents a whole host of different issues and well, problems. Well, it that, does, and this is a challenging time. And Megan, I know that you know that because you are an actress yourself. She oh, is. Megan hasn't acted here on campus yet, but I'm using a public yet. forum here to try to, sh not. to shame her into it. <laughs> oh uh, but, I would be honored. Um, yeah, uh, you know, theater, we typically you know, strive for a, a filled audience with that group experience where we laugh together, we cry together, and it is a special night because we are the only ones that have seen that production on that night, and, and we in the audience know that our response changes the ethos of the experience and that's why actors afterwards go boy that was a good audience because you felt them there with you and consequently often the shows are more exciting and more vibrant and more alive because of that interplay between the audience and mm -hmm. and the actors well what have we been doing during the COVID time well We've been doing a lot of virtual reads of plays, which were sort of exciting at the beginning because it was something, mm -hmm. but very soon became something that none of us ever want to do again because it just is, it, we're missing the, the other, the other, which is yeah. the audience. We're yeah. missing that connection. And so, you know, we're doing a number of different things. Um, we're finding a way of, you know, how, how do we maybe use our skills to learn how to do film? And people, when I say we never want to do it again, maybe we just don't want to do a virtual read. We certainly yeah. are thrilled about doing things that are captured on camera. Um, the university here at St. Ambrose, we are fortunate to couple with KALA, and we are going to be doing a production of Henrik Ibsen's classic, An Enemy of the People. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's adapted by Tom Isbell, who is a professor at the University of Minnesota Duluth, and he did a contemporary retelling of that story that talks about leaders, politicians, mm -hmm. that possibly tell us what they think we should hear rather than what the truth is, and how sometimes the majority rallies around somebody who tells them how to think, mm -hmm. and that we as good citizens 
should strive for the facts and then have the guts to stand on our own and sometimes go against the majority. Uh, mm. It is intentionally chosen for a time in our world where... I was going to say it's hardly relevant. Oh, but, uh, alternative <laughs> facts? What in what? the heck are alternative facts? You know? yeah. And also it will be aired on KALA the uh, first two weekends in October, which will be just in time to listen to before the elections in November. Mm. And so it is... So a fully it, done radio play. It is a full with original music by uh, someone who you know uh-huh. well, um, Aaron Randolph III. Oh, yeah. I think you were enrolled together at the yeah, same yes. time. Yeah, yes. He was uh, two years behind me, I think. Two years, but yeah. okay, right. Yeah, and friend. so he is um, doing the sound design and um, uh, composing the music. And KALA director, David Baker, is helping us in so many ways to transform something that could be on the stage to something that will be made expressly for radio. So that's that's one thing that we are doing, but it's really not yet the time to um, tell a story where actors need to be too close together Mm. and where we... I mean, certainly there are ways like Mm -hmm. Marion's recital that was spaced out... Um, and you could enjoy the music. But it is difficult in theater when people are sitting so far away from one another to have the sense of community that yeah. we might need for a comedy or a drama. It's one of the yeah. things that the box office always tries to do is to make sure that people are congregated close together so that they can be a unit in and of themselves that we, we know if there's, if Chris Eitrim is in the audience and he's laughing. Yeah. I tell you, even if I don't and think it's... he has so, a very distinctive oh. laugh. <laughs> yeah. I will, I will laugh like a hyena, even if I've seen it a million times, because it's so contagious. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I, you know, I think uh, with a lot of these things, and especially with the arts, having lived with this experience now for like six months... Gosh, yeah. You, you start to... Th- you start to get into, you know, everybody uses that phrase, the new normal. No, this is, I don't want this to be the mm-hmm, new normal. Mm-hmm. And we have a goal to shoot for to get back to when we can have a That's packed house again. Right. And mm-hmm. people laughing like hyenas in the in the audience um, and having to pause longer for yes. laugh lines and things <laughs> hold, like that. So, hold, hold, and it's cresting. Go with your There was never any Betty ever, you know, so I did a lot of plays when I was here as a oh, student. Yes, and there was did. never any better note that we would get at the end of a night when we'd go through with our yeah. notes and like pause on that line longer because the audience is still laughing and you're moving on too quick it's like all right good we nailed that one like we got that bit down do you do that in a sermon ever um i don't use a lot of humor in my sermons i guess sometimes i do i mean sometimes i appreciate that when you do even but even when you're telling a joke in a sermon it's like people aren't like disposed they're not ready for a joke so so the kind of laugh they'll give in that setting will be like huh you know, just like one of those. Yeah, right. Just a, just a little, yeah. not like a barrel. Oh, now, now no. here, I may have so. used the wrong term. So Lutherans, we, we use sermon, do you use homily, right? Yeah, either or, but homily. Yeah, tomato, tomato. More typical. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, but my point is, you know, we don't, we don't want to get into this thinking or this mentality that this is the way it's going to be. No, it doesn't have to be this way. And we're, we're all trying to work together so that we can get out of this yes. and back into what we know we need as human beings. And yeah. um, the arts and community are, are huge, huge, huge parts of that. This well, is not the time to kind of be dehumanized. Uh, this is the time to... Au contraire. Yeah. I think that we need the arts more than ever yeah. now for the idea of release, human connection, 
story i mean storytelling when we were all in quarantine and things were shut down i'm guessing i'm not alone in somebody who watched more netflix more television (laughs) than i ever have before in my life because you wanted to be if you couldn't physically go somewhere you wanted to be taken there yes and feel different emotions than the ones that the news imported and imparted upon us and uh, theater has weathered plagues before i mean Mm -hmm. shakespeare wrote all of his sonnets during the black plague wow that's because he had to do something to create we need to do things to create i i in rehearse the rehearsal hall you know today i'm going to rehearsal after this i forget that i mean we're all still safe don't get me wrong but for a brief and wonderful moment of time i forget that we are in a pandemic Mm. that my husband Mm. lost his job due to covid Mm. that people can't pay their rent that Mm that sadly folks are dying um it is a sublime escape as we experience and explore the human condition and learn more about one another through learning about our characters i'm gonna get beclamped it's so Mm. spectacular to be in the rehearsal hall again i cannot even tell you yeah it's i imagine when we were doing our just you know purely live streamed masses or we were doing radio masses here through kala during this whole time and and that was, you know, we adapted, we did what we could to reach out to who we could. Um, but uh, w- when we were able to have people back even six feet apart and sitting every third pew again in the chapel, it made me want to cry, I you know, know it. because yeah. it was like, oh, I know we need this. You know, it's yeah. I still get that way. You I, know? I, I, the first day of class, people would come in and, and they were new because they were yeah. first year students taking a beginning acting class. And I was just scary to them, I think, because I would be going, hi. Hello! <laughs> Welcome! No, no, you're in the right place. Come on in. Please, please. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, the, in this time when finances are such a thing, you know, uh, the, the arts are often the first to be thought of music, um, the visual arts, theater most certainly, which is a combination of the spoken word, mu- mu- you know, well, Aristotle says, you know, spectacle, oral, dialogue, um, thought, Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, it's everything that is embedded in what we say the liberal arts is. Yeah. And it is often the first thing that it can seem to be the most disposable when mm-hmm. it is, in mm-hmm. fact, very clearly the, some, the one thing that, that connects us the most and is possibly the most vital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meg, what are you thinking about all this as a student oh, who yeah. partakes of the arts and, <laughs> That's uh, right. and yeah. who will get on stage yet at some point? Yeah, uh, so. um, <laughs> I love I love theater, and I just I was listening to both of you talk, and it just it gave me like this like feeling of happiness thinking about all the experiences that I've had um, watching theater. I've I've gone to like most of the shows here. Oh, um, the you. last show I saw here I think was Big Fish, uh-huh. um, which was just so good. I loved it, um, but. Yeah, I, I, it just makes me so happy, and it makes me sad that the shows that um, we've been missing throughout this yes. whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents, my family, just is, were huge theater fans, so we had to cancel some tickets um, uh, in Chicago, which is really yeah. sad. Um, but you know, there are ways. I think people are finding different ways to connect with the arts. I think there's a lot of good resources. Um, like uh, people have put. Uh, obviously legally shows on like yeah. um i forget what the streaming service is called but we watched uh she loves me 
uh, a musical over quarantine. So it wasn't the same. It definitely was not the same. But I did appreciate no line for the bathroom at intermission. That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, My sister always has to leave early um, (laughs) in the middle of like the like. Uh, song before the um, intermission, which is usually like the big, the big one, the big number. I'm like, why are you leaving? Hold she it. She better in. not leave during <laughs> uh, uh, the, the, right before the Wicked. Goes oh my intermission. gosh! No, she like tell she, me she didn't. She like a little too <sighs> early. I'm like, oh my gosh, you gotta uh you gotta wait till yeah, that. Right, you gotta wait. Um, but I did appreciate we could pause and she could yes, go to the bathroom. But yes, not yes. calling her out. I have to go to the bathroom too sometimes. But sometimes, <laughs> like the day think. of shows, the day of shows, I just don't drink water, which is not good. Oh, oh, oh no! But I just don't. I don't want to miss anything. Um, but we're missing a lot of things, you know. I, so I can't help but think of my brother who went to go see Titanic in the movie theaters and bought himself the largest pop oh, you could possibly not buy, a good idea. and absolutely hated most of the movie until it starts getting really exciting at, at the end when the ship is sinking and now all he has to do is go to the bathroom oh my gosh <laughs> and there's water gushing everywhere let's but. just hope that he knew how it was going to end well oh. yeah i think yeah he, yeah I think okay he okay I think he did. Yeah. um one of the things i was thinking about Corey, when you were talking too is just that both the healthy escape that yeah. this that the arts give uh-huh. us you know that moment where you forget when i'm listening to dr marion lee play piano yes. or when i'm going to a play or at a rehearsal mm-hmm. and you kind of forget about that stuff and we, we need that like our you know, mental health we need that but also and I, maybe it goes to the what the radio play is really about this year too is like we need that mirror held mm-hmm. up to ourselves mm-hmm. too to mm-hmm. show us like the ugliness and the truth sometimes of oh, yeah. of what we don't want to look at and and i think of uh, the performance of cabaret a couple of years ago oh and, my gosh and, and how that was so good that was done and how well that was put together and just you know but you know that yeah. at, at the end of cabaret um um which, which i directed there um was a uh disturbing image where the characters who were Jewish or or uh, were um, sympathetic to the Jews walked mm-hmm. into a symbolic furnace mm-hmm. and I felt that th- I could not do a curtain call after that so the play yeah. just ended yeah. Yeah. and oh my goodness there were people that loved it but more often people who hated really? that because oh they were they, the lights came up in the house so I think they knew it was done but I, I you know, I don't know if I were to go back, if I were to do it differently, because one thing that really resonated with me is I was so lost in that story and brought to tears at the end that I was sent back out in, with, without the release of the applause. Mm-hmm. I was left with the storyline and not able to release it. Mm. And sometimes theater shouldn't release you. I, I think oh you gosh. made the right call. I uh, went to the production yeah. and... I I would have felt awkward, frankly, clapping and cheering for, okay, there's humor in the play, there's fun songs and yeah. things like that. Yeah. There's all of that that we like about musical theater, but the the, the overall theme of it right. and the way that it ends, right. I would have felt, I mean, I would have clapped like... Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know like, and, and the actors would have thought, oh, I thought things went better than that. But, yeah. you know, because hope... Theater, you're right. Uh, Hamlet in you know Shakespeare's Hamlet says, "Twere a mirror, hold up to society." When he's talking to the players, do this to yeah. the players, and then and you know you'll catch the conscience of the king. You will show the audience what they don't maybe want to see, but which is true. Yeah. That was an yeah. I remember seeing that, and like my friend uh, Keely, Father Thomas mm-hmm. Keely, was sitting next to me, and like 
we had never been to a show before where that happens at the end uh-huh. where they don't have um like doesn't a, happen very often no yeah. but it was so it was so powerful and but my friend keely just didn't know what to do so she just goes she like puts her hands together to clap and i just go no it's yeah no it's, we don't need to do that no like uh-uh. we just need to and yeah. and you know plays aren't about the applause right applause is nice sometimes and it feels great to have to hold for laughs you better believe it but at the end of the day um it's to to share a story that makes you think or makes you understand or appreciate walking somebody else's shoes i think back to the first show that you and i did together tom Mm -hmm. and that's why where he in case you didn't know he got the name depina this was my college nickname all four years of college, and actually, Corey still calls me Depina. I can't help it. Certain people around here still call me Depina. My my college buddies will still call me Depina because I played Mr. Depina in "You Can't Take It With right. You," directed by our very <laughs> yes. own doctor. Yes, and um, Mr. Depina was just a, just the, the greatest role. And um, one of it was in a play of called "You Can't Take It With You," and I don't know if you remember. But this is a light comedy, a family-friendly show that has a wonder. I mean, the, the theme is in the title. You can't take it with you. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was working part-time at Augustana and full-time at St. Ambrose. You may or may not recall. You mm-hmm. probably didn't care. You were a freshman, and I was an old lady already at that time. <laughs> but somewhere in the – we were into tech week, into tech week. And I had done concept presentations. The theme of this is blah, 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 blah. All, and all of a sudden, I guess for a moment, the show felt was falling together so much that I could relax and just enjoy it rather than, and I thought, what am I doing? I can't take it with me. And so after rehearsal, I went home and I woke my husband up because I got home late because we had rehearsal and said, I'm going to quit my part-time job at Augustana, which I loved. Mm-hmm. But I was working all the time. Yeah. and. I thought, I'm not enjoying life because I'm working all the time. And he said, what? And I said, because I can't take it with me. Mm. And he went, oh, okay. (laughs) And so I finished out the semester and said, I've loved working here, but I have to have a little time to do what I do better and to enjoy my family as well. So I'm not coming back. And it was ridiculous because Mm. I was in the weeds of this show, and it took like five weeks before I finally got, oh, Yes, Dr. Heal Thyself. This is indeed what my takeaway should be on this. (laughs) Well, it's probably easy to separate yourself a little bit. I'm the director. I'm doing this. I've got to run the rehearsal schedule, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, the show gets to you. And it's like, oh, this is for me. Well, and and that's on you guys because you were doing so well that you allowed me to relax for a moment and just let you do your thing. And so... That, that. I am so glad that I could so significantly change your life. <laughs> you, you, Tom Hennon, most definitely have. <laughs> that was a great show. And then, of course, we redid that we, in 2012. And you as reprised. An uh, yeah, every yeah. so often we do, because our alumni are so beloved, we do a, uh, a an alumni show where we bring pe- people back in and they give their time freely to us. And tread the boards again at the Galvin Fine Arts, and we do a really quick rehearsal period. And do we should we uh, the first one we did was Death of a Salesman with mm-hmm. Michael Kennedy playing uh, Willie Loman, and usually the faculty jump on stage with them. And um, then we we put up uh, I don't know how many years it had been, but it'd been quite a few years between. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember between. Yeah, it'd been ten years or so or more. I think Death of a Salesman was like two thousand. 
five, two thousand six, somewhere in something there, like and then two thousand twelve was. Yeah. You can't take it with you. So it's about time to do another one. I agree yep. wholeheartedly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Give me a call. All sure. right. So, Absolutely. <laughs> that would be great. No, I, it's it's wonderful. I, I I have to say too, from a you know, a, it is strange to come back to a place that is your alma mater. So I mean, I have sure. a lot of memories here, a lot of very good memories. But um, when I think of all of those memories, so many of them revolve around the stage yeah and, I mean my my core group of friends came from yeah. the theater department yeah. and the people that were involved in these productions um, my main creative outlet for four years was theater yeah. I did two shows a year uh, every year you know, I mean sometimes smaller parts sometimes bigger parts I tried parts, but to I tried get him in every shows. single no. show Megan I did really? I did I tried <laughs> I never even took a theater class I was not uh, a theater oh major goodness. I was not a theater minor no, I just did it for the crazy. fun of it so yeah but but I think of everything that you learned in those performances. I mean, you were good to start out with, but man, he was playing our leading roles. And, um, uh, you know, the rehearsal hall is a co-curricular. It is mm -hmm. a, it's like the lab of a biology department. You've got to have the lab to apply the theory. Yeah. And so, um, you know, yeah. And I do think too, like it's, it gave me confidence with public speaking, probably in general. Right. And just kind of the performative aspect that liturgy requires, not, not that you're performing during well, liturgy per se, but you have to be heard, you have to make yourself understood, you're trying to get to somebody a little yeah, bit, you know, to, yeah. you know, so I think those kind of things that help me in spades. So. Well, and I think what many other, you know, like you with your philosophy, um, you know, that, that there were, it's always interesting to have other majors come and play with us because they bring different insights mm. that, you know, they've, they they have a life outside of the rehearsal hall that they can shed different opinions and and interpretations on the storyline. Yeah, and yeah. so yeah, so it it serves all of us on both sides. Meg, yeah. tell us about Mary Poppins. No, please quit do. It. Oh, quit it. <laughs> you are perfect. You're practically perfect oh, in every way. Thank you. No, <laughs> yeah. So they're referring to. I told them uh, before we started that I was involved in theater probably ever since I was. I think I was in fifth grade, mm -hmm. um, fifth grade to the summer before my freshman year here. Um, I was involved in theater my senior year. My, my claim to fame back home is, um, that I was Mary Poppins my senior year. It was so magical. Oh. Um, kids asked for my autograph. I've always wanted to be, <laughs> I've always wanted to be a Disney princess, but they have a height requirement at Disney and I'm too tall. What, um, what so is the height requirement? It's like 5'7". Okay, that's discriminatory. Uh, that's, yeah. As a 5'9 woman, that is discriminatory. Because I, I, I feel like, like a princess every day. We need a tall princess. We that's do. What we we need. do. Yeah. Um, but so that was like my chance to do that. Um, no, I have such, like, that was uh, one of my favorite roles. But it, uh, like, I think one of my, like, my happiest memories come when I was in the ensemble, which is uh, funny because like you think uh, no, people outside that. of theater would think that the leading role would be your happiest moment. And I was, I was just elated to do that role. And I was Liesl in the Sound of Music the oh, year before. Gosh, you must um, be a singer. Uh, yeah, I like to sing. I'm out of practice. I only do it in the shower now. But um, <laughs> yeah, but it's just, it's, it's funny how that works, that my happiest moments were mm -hmm. mostly in the ensemble. Well, I mean, that, that mm -hmm. team playing, that, yes. uh, that, that sense of... Uh, uh, of how critical you are to telling the story, even though you might not yeah. have the most lines, you know, it is I get that, especially in a musical. Mm -hmm. I would rather be on the in the ensemble because you are often involved in way more than the named characters mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. I'm a really bad dancer though, so um, 
the choreographer was just like she was so nice and she was just like okay we just need to we need to just work things around a little bit so you don't absolutely um but yeah i did that and then the summer before i came here i did um i was in greece at timberlake playhouse I don't okay, know. so you've done professional theater. Uh-huh. Well, it's not. It was a teen show, wasn't it? Okay, all right. But okay. it was. We got to work with um, like a lot of the summer stock uh-huh. uh, actors were there, and that was just so cool. And I um, made friends with one uh, one of the actors, and we went and saw her um, in uh, the sound. Of, she was in the Sound of Music tour as recently. Ooh. Oh, fantastic! So we got to we got to meet her at the stage door and just like take a picture and say oh, hi again. Nice. But it's just it's it's. Yeah, I, I miss it a lot. And who did you play in Greece? Um, I played uh, Marty. Marty, is she the beauty school dropout? No, she's Freddie My Love. Oh, Freddie My Love. Yeah. Okay. I was in the running for Sandy, but I, they yeah, said I was yeah. too, I look too old, which I don't, mm. I don't know. But. And, and here's my thing with Greece. Maybe it's fine that you're not Sandy because at the yeah. end of the day, what is Greece really yeah. about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not my favorite show for you that know, reason. I thought no, about no. that because no. I did, I was in the ensemble of Greece at my high school and like, I was like, yeah, what is that? Here's the moral of the story. <laughs> if yeah. people don't like you, change. Change. And so that they will like you. Yeah, wear a lot of makeup, tight Sell pants, out. and be provocative. <laughs> for real. And, this, and, the, and the musical version, they like don't, it's not the same as the movie version. It's kind of worse. But um, yeah, I thought about that when we were rehearsing. I'm like, all right, what are we really getting at here? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. where's the feminist theme? I, I, I like themes. so much about, the music is fun. It's just really, but, mm-hmm. but boy, that message, I just can't get <laughs> past it. And so therefore, I've never done it. But you know. No, I don't blame you. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't do it again. I mean, unless I'm Sandy, and then I'll do it. Again. Then, then maybe I'll do it again. There's no cell there. Yeah, but I'm a brunette, and apparently that's oh, not geez, right. Oh, a brunette so. can be Sandy. Well, I, I had to play Einstein uh, for a while. Oh, oh I've heard about this. And uh, I, it required that I get a perm. Oh, no way. I, and that they dyed my hair darker, oh. so that it looked like you, I was supposed to. Be, I was a young Einstein, so it had to be like dark hair, curly hair, and a really pathetic looking mustache <laughs> yeah, that had to be colored in every night with a pencil because oh it wouldn't show up on it stage like otherwise. It like a mustache from the 70s and I won't go beyond that with I shaved that thing as soon as I could. <laughs> and I got my hair cut as soon as I could. Is, yeah, I know yeah, what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that was that was a great one. Though. That was a that bunch was a of that really, was with Aaron Randall. Actually, was he was with, he was right. Picasso in yes, that. Yes, so. you guys had the, yep. the draw off or whatever. Yep. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Yeah. They just they had they done did that. that. I went that. and saw that. Yeah. That was really good too. I think that was was it 2017, 2018? I think it was my first, um, my year, first year, year as Chaplin. I think, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We had we lost the rights to a show. I'm trying to remember what the circumstances were, but we lost the rights to a show in the eleventh hour, and so I had to switch. And was like, oh. And so went for a show that I loved and that I wished that I had directed because I not because I wanted to do it any differently. I just thought, oh, Mike, that's a great script. How come you got to yeah. it before I did? And so I just uh, grabbed yeah. the opportunity. That's right. Mike Kennedy directed that. He did. And then yeah. and then Dan, do, who no, who directed this time around? I did. You did. You did. did. That's I right. Did. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Couldn't remember which, yeah. which of the yeah. yeah. And you know, there's some, um, not, you know. Not to brag, but <laughs> the oh, theater department at the at St. Ambrose has some pretty stellar alum, Boy. <clears throat> including a three-time Emmy, Emmy Award-winning costume designer, for Pete's sake. Yes. Wow. Yeah. This is true. Yes, Brian Hamasek. We gave him an award last year. He got the most distinct, uh, yeah, distinct, distinguished, uh, alum distinguished alum from the College of Arts and Science, but we have... 
artistic directors. We have uh, Goodman uh, Theater stage managers. Oh, wow. We have technical directors. We have college professors. We have actors. Um, uh, Tony Stratton just got the lead in a television show that got picked up called Complete Bull. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, Ted Stevens is running a Broadway marketing company. Uh, but yeah, we are, we have people all over the place that are just making us, well, I would say look better than we are, but maybe the combined total of their experiences tell us that we are very fortunate here to have a fertile ground where people can really grow. Yep. That's yep. awesome. Yeah. And I th think of some of the enduring friendships, like I say, that I made with people that were involved with theater. And I know one of our good friends, Megan O'Connell, now Megan Cox, you know, and, and so lives locally here and, and uh, still, she's still doing theater stuff. She and she's is. Great. She's Fantastic. acting professionally and she yep. has, uh, she recreated a role in Brighton Beach Memoirs that she oh. had done in college yep. and then she did it again professionally. And I tell you, uh, Megan is such an enduring friend that she is, uh, she is my power of health care. I have oh, wow. no children. And so <laughs> she promised, she said, I'll take care of you in your old age. And I said, really, really? Wow. So, and so she she continued. She said, tell me where to sign. And she kept bringing it up. And I thought, okay. And so, I had her and her husband's wedding. And I'm the godfather for their youngest child. So oh, there you go. Uh, okay. <gasps> you may have like <laughs> me on that. Uh, yeah, you no, she hasn't me. entrusted me with any. Well, I guess her goddaughter. Or uh, with I her, think her she has indeed entrusted you <laughs> with yeah, something. Yeah, jeez. Oh, her okay. oh, you about win. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but my point is, like, you meet these people through right. this, yes. through theater, and yes. it creates some pretty lasting Yeah, and, and she and her husband met in James and the Giant Peach when that's I cast right. them opposite each other. I can't, oh, that's cool. I can't pretend like it was my fault that they got together, but I'd <laughs> like to pretend that it was. Yeah, I think you can. Okay, thank you. You can claim that <laughs> for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Corey, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on today. This is awesome. I love being able to kind of go down memory lane a little bit. <laughs> That's right. And, um, absolutely love. Well, let's hope um, we have yeah. many memories on the Galvin stage to share together in the future. Amen Whether to it that. is in the audience or on stage together or one on one side, one on the other, I hope that we have many opportunities to come. Sounds great. All right. Thanks for being on. And Meg, I'll let you bring us home as you always do. All right. May the faith be with you. And with your spirit. Have a good week. <laughs>